Welcome to the Girl Vibes Only podcast with your host, Lauren Mancini. Love that for us. Please help a girl out. <laughs> I don't want to be an adult. And Anna Marie Warrington. I have two shots. I'm done for the night. Can I get another one sandwich? No pickles. I fucked up. Girl Vibes Only. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a really exciting um, and interesting and important topic today. Um, and we have Sade Darby and Angel Crawford here. Um, both of them went to our high school. So we're all from the same town, which is really cool. Um, I've known Asia since we were in middle school. I've known Asia for a really long time. We played field hockey together. She's awesome. Love her. Um, she went and played Division One field hockey in college, which is so freaking awesome. Very cool. She's a boss. <laughs> um, so she's awesome. We love her. And then Sade, also went to our high school, only a little bit younger than us. Not that much <laughs> Just younger. a little. Just a tad bit younger. <laughs> We're all, like, in the same age range. Um, and she's been such, like, a shining star in our community. She and her and her um, younger brother have started um, protests in our community after, you know, the whole George Floyd, everything that's been going on like in our, unfortunately, in our country um, this past summer and with, you know, this past year. Um, so they have started uh, protesting and, you know, organizing the community to really rally together and um, give like a platform for voices that really are important and matter. So we're really, really grateful to have mm-hmm. both of them here. Um, this is going to be like, I think, such a great interview. And um, yeah, before we even like get into it, I think mm-hmm. we just have to with any conversation like this, oh, also, um, we are, are socially distancing yes. as best as we can. And wearing masks. masks. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, like, for anyone who's going to come for us, no, we are being COVID-friendly. Yes. But, <laughs> sorry, uh, yeah. Sorry, But, like I said, with any uh, conversation like this, I feel like there needs to be disclaimers, something said in the beginning. One, Laura and I both realized that racism in, in America is obviously a white person's issue. It's not a black person's issue. So the fact that Sade and Asia are taking time out of their day to come and talk with us and really educate us on a lot of things is so amazing. We're so grateful for that. Um, but also with that is I feel like conversations like these can be kind of intimidating, a little scary sometimes. And we just want to say that obviously the intent of this interview is with all the best intentions. We want it to be, you know, taken well from everyone and we never want to offend or say anything wrong. If we do though, that's bound to happen. Um, and we want, we told Asia and Shade, we want to be, you know, called out on it. We want them to correct us if we do say something wrong. And we just really, the whole point of this interview is we really want to show that you can have healthy conversations about topics like this. And it, you can learn, you can grow. And if you get called out, it doesn't mean you're a bad person <laughs> and you made a mistake and you're learning and that's fine. Um, so we just really want to, you know, promote you guys to go out to your own lives and have mm-hmm. conversations like this with, you know, your loved ones, family members, friends, everyone, and, you know, just keep the conversation going, which I think is really important. Um, I couldn't have said that any better myself. And I will say that um, obviously this is one of our first episodes of season two, which is just so exciting to say in general, but we wanted this to be one of our first episodes for a very important reason. And this is not going to be the end of the conversation. 
Um, you guys have seen us on social media, really try and continue to educate all of you guys as listeners while we educate ourselves. And um, we're going to continue this. So especially if you like this, let us know, ask us questions, um, call us out. If we weren't called out, like yeah. let us know. <laughs> and um, I think with that, we'll introduce our yeah. guest. So Sade, Asia, thank you guys for joining. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we want to maybe each of you, if you want to give a little intro about yourself, um, anything I didn't touch on, or I didn't really touch on much, but so yeah, give yourself a um, little introduction and then we can kind of get into like your personal experiences mm-hmm. with racism and everything like that. So sure. um, I'll go first. Sure. I'm Asia. I'm 25. I work in a fundraising department for a nonprofit. Um, like Anne-Marie said, we know <laughs> each other in the awkward <laughs> stages of middle school I went, now. I went to Asia's, like, what was that birthday party? Shut up. No. <laughs> I, like, know the dress I wore. It was, like, from, like, limited to, like, oh back God. in the day. Yeah. Like 13. Yeah, I think it was literally <laughs> oh, no. birthday party. I had the whole, like, theme. The theme was I- black and white yeah <laughs> and then everyone showed up in black and white and i walked out and i was wearing a red dress yeah wow. oh, it was baller that's and only the date it was yeah. it like yeah. people were genuinely upset they're like well why are you wearing a red dress i was like it's in my party do they think you're gonna wear the black and white it's, theme? Oh, my, yeah. i am the guest of honor exactly. i think you gave oh. us all like mixtapes idea of 13th birthday was just like not it yeah not that dad what do you have for me and my dad was just like whatever and so I gave him all these things but my dad also is you know very into music we have a recording studio in our basement mm-hmm. like legitimate and you know um he <laughs> created a mixtape and then of like different songs and stuff and then put like a school picture of me on the front <laughs> where it was just, it was like those posing like hand on your yeah. chin school picture. That is adorable. And I have people who are, you know, have, I don't really talk to anymore, but yeah. like, you know, friendly enough with that, like to this day will randomly send me Snapchats of that thing, like cleaning out my room <laughs> and found this. And I'm do just you still like, have it? I, I don't know if, I probably don't, but I do remember that was like right before like iPods or, or at least I didn't have an iPod at the time. And like, like, com- or computers, um, cars didn't have like aux cords. That wasn't a thing. You're really dating age. yourself right now. <laughs> Whatever, <Lord. laughs> You're the same age. In front of a young but, man. <laughs> I remember I got into the car after the party and I was like, no, look, I got a new CD. And we put it in and the first song that came on was Sexy Can I? And I went in. I was like, oh my God. Like went in and my mom was probably sitting in the front seat like, what, what is that? happening? Like, oh what is God. going on? <laughs> I, I don't know why that all just came back to me, but it was, we've known, I've known Asia for a very long time. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. We're all of the story. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I totally just, like, hijacked that. She does her. that a lot. I'm just sorry. I think of things. You know, I think I've definitely, like, blacked that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Childhood trauma, I bring up. Oh, and Shade, welcome. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Shade Darby. Um, I'm currently a senior at the University of Pittsburgh. 
So um, I'm studying psychology um, with a minor in French and certificates in global studies and leadership. So wow, awesome. very cool. <laughs> cool. Would you hate if I said say something in French right now? <laughs> go for it. Go for it. All right, say can you say your name and that you are I don't know 21 years old. Uh, yeah, je m'appelle Chade. Je Oh. Sounds cool. way more professional. <laughs> English. Yeah. No, I only started learning two years ago. I took Spanish through high school. That's so, what I yeah. And I couldn't tell you anything in Spanish. Me llamo Anna Marie. Play the weird That's a good one. Literally, like, Puerto Rican. And I <laughs> speak Spanish. And I would be in the class and just, like, Puerto Rican. And, like, I had, I had the accent. But, like, I don't. She never made you uh, learn? No, well, the the thing is, is like, so it was, my grandmother was born in Brooklyn. My great-grandmother mm-hmm. was born in Puerto Rico. And when my grandmother was growing up in Brooklyn, it was speak English. Mm-hmm. And my mom and my grandmother are very, you know, white passing. Right. Um, and so it was just speak English. If, if you just didn't speak Spanish, you would totally fit in. It'd be great uh, kind of thing. Wow. And so... My mom understands it and my aunt, but she was, you know, self-conscious about right. the conjugated mm-hmm. and like everything else. So she never really spoke it. And I can understand a decent mm-hmm. amount of it, but I just like can't really speak anything back, which yeah. kind of sucks. But I mean, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. trying to learn again. Right. Um, kind of want to kick middle school, high school me. That was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no I should have paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we all probably think that. Oh like, I like yeah. hated language mm-hmm. going through like middle school and high school. Yeah. And now I'm like, that would be an awesome skill to put on a resume. Yeah. Like, you know nothing. <laughs> leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of us um but okay so yeah let's so let's get um into the whole point of this yeah. you know episode so let's just really start um and talk about your guys experience with racism um everything you've dealt with and i know you guys are even saying obviously your experiences are going to be different but even just um the way the both of you look is different. Your experiences are going to be different because of colorism and things like that that we've talked about. So I guess if we just want to jump in there, um, whoever wants to start. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So I grew up in this area, you know, it's predominantly white. So at a very young age, I sort of knew I was kind of different. Like yeah. I was usually one of a few in mm-hmm. my classes. Um, and sometimes that would, you know, it'd be, it'd be, cool or whatever I feel you know unique like I'm you know different I don't know (laughs) you know I like the attention I guess but sometimes it would like lead to you know people excluding me or I'd be like okay is it because I'm annoying or weird or is it because of my skin color you know so like I'm totally cool with you know hanging out with who has the best character but like when it comes to stuff that you can't control yeah that's when it's you know an issue um and then Going on, I went to private school on the main line, so that was a different type of, you know, yeah. crowd. Um, so that there, it was a lot of, you know, microaggressions. I'd get made fun of because of my hair. I remember this one time I was like, the girls had asked, oh, like, what do you put in your hair or something? So I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll, you know, educate them. Yeah. Um, and I told them, you know, I use, like, hair grease. And they're like, oh, like, car grease? And so mm-hmm. then... They like touched my hair and they like started oh, running around God. the entire playground like 
oh my gosh, Shade has car grease in her hair. Oh, Guys, go, go. Oh like, God. literally, I had five people, like, touching my hair yeah. and, like, running around the entire playground. I give you credit so. for not hitting them. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, and that, I, if the bitch touches my hair, right. I'm like, get off of me. After I eat it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like those pictures you see on social media mm-hmm. of like that one woman who wore her like natural hair out yeah like oh ooh, god yeah <laughs> yeah and that's the thing i feel like that even has been such a topic recently is with um cultural appropriation with like yeah. braids and everything like that and that's something that um i feel like i tick tock i am 26 year old quarantine habit I know right. one dance. I learned the I, Savage even, Remix dance. Okay, yes, that's, I <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I was on I was on TikTok and there was a girl who was on there. She was like, I don't understand. She's like, I know what cultural appropriation is, but I don't understand like with braids because obviously I, she's like, I'm saying this because I am ignorant and I want someone to tell me. But like I take it as if someone were to copy my hairstyle, I would be like, oh, I'm flattered. Like you like the hairstyle. So she's like, I just don't understand. Like I love like how black women do braids and I would love to have that in my hair but I obviously don't offend anyone and everyone in the comments I feel like it was kind of mixed some people were like girl like it's like yeah like if you want to do it and you like it that's awesome and other people were like no it's because there's been years of you know black women saying that they're like not professional and like that they can't wear their hair Uh, like that because yeah because of like everything so it's just like you can wear that hairstyle and have no problem but I can't I can and have a huge issue and so that um when I was watching the video I was like yeah actually I kind of that does like makes I'm like confused by that too and then reading the comments I was like makes total sense and so I feel like with the whole hair thing like that has come up a ton recently oh yeah and I feel like that's something that is hard for some people to understand because it is kind of like Mm -hmm. if I like that hairstyle Mm -hmm. and I'm like it's you could take it as a compliment but Mm -hmm. it's not like there's a whole history of hundreds thousands of years of like this like issue that you have to keep in mind with so that's just like interesting that that's like one of the first things you bring up yeah yeah so my it's actually kind of funny because my I have a 11 year old sister Mm -hmm. and so you know like we're 10 years apart but she's still going through the same yeah and like crazy yeah like she was in I don't know a couple years ago she like came home and like was crying because the kids were literally like messing with their hair and you know, she she said stop. She was bold enough. So I I was like, oh, these girls just like me and they want to, you know, yeah, mess with my yeah, hair. Right. But she like actually was annoyed by it. And um, my mom ended up messaging the teacher like, hey, like can you tell the kids not to you know mess with Avani's hair? Like, yeah. and she comes back the next day, same thing happened. So it's just yeah, it, it's just so now she like will only wear her hair up. That's so that no makes one, me sad. you yeah. know, yeah, and it's like it's frustrating because I'm like. I went through that. Why? Why does my hair sister yeah. ten years later yeah. have to you think there would be some progression? Right, right. right. You and know, that's the thing with like Gen is, is she Gen Z? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like on the cusp. Right. She's like right there. I don't even know what the one after that is. Is there one? Are they alive yet? I, they have to have some sort of. Are they alive yet? I don't know. Is there allowed to be another generation? I, I, know. I don't know. If I can get <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's sad because I think in our minds too, Gen Z, especially with everything going on right now, has seemed like the most progressive, the mm-hmm. most like standing up for things. So it is sad that even that deep into Gen Z, they're still like having issues yeah. like that. Yeah. That is like really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Asia, so for you, you are right around our age. You 
were growing up around the same time as us, did you have any similar experiences? So I, I am mixed. So I'm black, Puerto Rican and Italian. So my hair is, you know, on the low level of the curl, you know, curl pattern. It's like two, three, three, yep. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's looser. But Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, like my hair, I one started to appreciate my hair a lot more and two, it's gotten bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up, I didn't, I didn't really understand like how to do my hair. I didn't understand any of that. So my mom is Puerto Rican Italian. I actually have two moms, two mom gang. Another mom <laughs> amazing Italian. Um, and, you know, I still have my dad. But even on my dad's side, my cousins and my grandparents, like their hair was not like mine. Mm-hmm. So all of their products were too harsh. All of my mom's products were too weak. So right. I was constantly walking around in a ponytail or a bun. Right. And um, I think that I would get backhanded compliments a lot mm-hmm. of the time. There was the like, oh, like, I like your hair. Like, it's such a nice curl. You usually don't see black girls with hair like this. Uh, and, you know, I was very outspoken. I, you know, I was always just like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. what is that supposed to mean? And then, like, the fear and the people laugh. <laughs> like, what, like, like I'm know, pulled out. Right, right. It's like yeah. what wakes me up in the morning. It's like, yeah. About that fear, <laughs> and I see it. But, like, the, um, I was, even I would get, you know, the negative, I would constantly straighten my hair because I was right. told, you know, you look so much prettier with your hair straight. And my older sister, I have an older sister. She's six years older than me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my sissy. <laughs> um, uh, she's actually pregnant with her second baby. Oh right my now. God. Adorable. So exciting. Um, and my name's Stella. I love her. She's Aww. like my favorite person. Uh, <laughs> so she would straighten her hair all the time. Mm-hmm. My sister was, went to a acting too. Mm-hmm. Um, she had very bad experiences with it that it was just like keeping her straight. Right. So she straightened her hair for so long that it really damaged it. And only now, you know, with the past couple of years that she's tried to start dealing with it and, right. and figuring out how to do her hair. So I remember seeing my sister go through that mm-hmm. and just being angry. Cause like, to me, my sister was like the coolest person on the planet right. and somebody was making her think that the way she looked was wrong. And that kind of made me be like, no, like that doesn't make any sense. So yeah. like, I want to wear my hair how I want to wear it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I really graduated that I would go to school and when I went to college and I started wearing my hair curlier again and mm-hmm. I would wear it out and I would come home to visit and people would be like, Oh yeah. Like I totally forgot your hair's curly. Like you always had it up or yeah. straight or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was very proud of my hair. hair my hair is very important to me. Mm-hmm. I think hair is very important for everybody. I yeah. think everyone should embrace their natural hair, but at the same time, it's your hair, just like it's your body, and mm-hmm. you should do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if somebody wants to give you a suggestion, cool, but mm-hmm. not unless you ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, had good-ish and bad-ish experiences. Still don't want anyone touching my hair. Right. Whether or not you are <laughs> no. able to run your fingers through my hair, do yeah. not touch my hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know. I just think that's weird in general. Can we just yeah. say that? Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you weird. want to touch my head? Yeah. Like, yeah. in general, like, that's just, stop. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just, like, you, in what world do you, like, How is can that, you just touch yeah. somebody without permission? Yeah. Like, go in up what and, world? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, especially like <laughs> in that age that like that this whole everything was happening, like that's such a hard age, especially as a like as a girl to go through to begin with, like going through. We're all awkward. Puberty, like, we're all awkward. Yeah. Like 
I remember when I was going like that age and like I wore my hair up in a bun every day too because I was just like I don't I don't know what to do and like Mm -hmm. whatever so I couldn't even imagine you know having to go through that time of life that's already so hard but then on top of it have like an added hair insecurity and about like you know what people are going to say if they're going to touch my head things like that like that's it's 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 very sad like that that has to be like another layer on top of everything when Uh you're miserable at that age to begin with so that's like that's that's awful but so yeah so so we all obviously went to the same high school Mm -hmm. and I wanted to touch on this because um Sade and your family you have been very vocal about like you know everything that has happened at Miss Acton and like the experience Rachel experiences you've had there and I watched the video when it came out and it I was like heartbroken for your family one but two it was just so I feel like it really opened my eyes because as obviously I'm a white woman and I went to the same high school and my high school experience was obviously so different than that because I was in the majority and looking back in high school I was like like I could even say like in college I went to um Silver Rock University which is an hour north of Pittsburgh very predominantly white but within the athletic community that I was a part of there was a a ton of um, black people in the community. So I was always around like a lot of my friends and I remember, and then I feel so stupid saying it now, but I remember being like, yeah, I I went to a school because all the white people I knew from Slippery Rock were all from extremely rural, small towns that like maybe never even saw a black person. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, Oh yeah, I can't, I grew from Philadelphia. Like, right outside as we all say right. and, um, <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah I was like we like my my school is pretty diverse like there was like you know it wasn't all white people and I was like I think it was yeah. like you know what I mean and now after watching your family's video and like looking back I feel so stupid for even thinking that because I'm like no it wasn't like and you know that you yeah. live like in the city now like you're around diverse communities you've traveled you've been in very like rural diverse areas and uh, other parts of the world like it wasn't diverse yeah. and like I'm sure there was I mean I know now there was a ton of like racial issues that happened in our high school well so can you explain that a little yeah. bit for people who might be listening didn't see your video yeah. or and also where maybe we could find it if it's still out mm-hmm. yeah so people could check it out yeah so basically um I forget what happened I think um we there so there was an incident mm-hmm. recently that happened with um, a middle school student, she decided to write the N-word across her forehead, posted it on social media, mm-hmm. and sent it to someone. Um, oh so this God. actually happened back in October, um, wow. but then it resurfaced and then went viral on Twitter. Oh my God. Um, and so basically the girl had, um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff happened. Yeah. Um, but we were kind of I think we were a little bit upset with how the school handled it yeah. and um, also how the school had ha- handled or made a statement about recent events. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, oh, just go talk to a counselor. Oh, mm-hmm. here are two links to some resources. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we're like, okay, yeah, let's, my mom was like, okay, let's make a Facebook live. Let's mm-hmm. do it. So my brother and I, we sat down, we just talked about, you know, all of our experiences of being black in the Dr. school district. Um, we shared our personal stories, um, just how we can move forward, mm-hmm. sort of. And um, we decided to post it onto our community Facebook page. Um, that's how a lot of people ended up finding it. Yeah. Um, actually, we had some. It actually was deleted the first time we posted it. Really? Because, really? Yeah. Um, because it said Black Lives Matter. And that Are was you not serious? allowed. Are 
I very much so. Oh my god. So my brother decided to post it again. (laughs) 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 Um, We actually ended up having to, the admin of the page called us um, after speaking with her lawyer friend um, about if the post should be allowed up or not. Uh, At the end, it was, (laughs) thankfully. But um, yeah, and that's sort of how it went off. I believe we're around 30,000 views so far. It's like reached a lot of people, which is pretty awesome and sort of drew attention to it. We had an outpour of support, um, just like people that I went to school with, people I had no idea um, went to Myth Acton or they were Myth Acton alums from from the 80s. And they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like, and they still live in the area. They're like, I had no idea this was a problem. Yeah. Um, You know, so I guess it just sort of started the conversation um, there. But um, yeah, so that's sort of how things picked up. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to talk more about what we've been doing. Well, yeah. So can you, so Mm -hmm. I kind of touched on it earlier, but um, you and your brother started the, like the protests in our area. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk about that? Because I know I went to one. It wasn't in our area. It was like a little further yeah. out. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear the whole, obviously, the how it all started. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, some experience. Because I know you've had some issues with people during the protest, <laughs> yes. which is so disheartening. Yeah. So I definitely want to hear, um, like, everything about that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, my brother and I, we um, decided to start doing protests in the area. Um, Our first big one was actually from our high school to our township building. So my brother and some of his friends did that. I did the marketing. That was also another thing that was sort of our first like big, um, another hassle uh, because we're not in our community page. Black Lives Matter is not allowed to be said pretty much. Mm -hmm. So or protests. So, <laughs> yeah so um we tried to post it in the group multiple of our friends tried to post it a lot of them got blocked from the group oh my gosh <laughs> i did not know that yes so couldn't post in there um couldn't post in our dark side group either because it was too much drama is that so. the living in lower providence mm-hmm. okay yep. well that group <laughs> to begin with is yep. a little exactly you called us so, the dark there side <laughs> right so you know it, it only made sense for us to do that because we wanted you know community yeah. members sure. um and then so we just did it to our own social media you know tried to spread the word as best as possible um and we ended up getting 300 to 400 people that's showed insane up. yeah that's awesome um, regardless of the pushback so so it was it was pretty awesome. We like you know shut down streets. We worked with the police. They were excellent on the entire time. And then we um, had like sort of like a period of time at the end where people came up, shared their stories, experiences in the area, um, and just how we can move forward. Um, so that was awesome. Um, we were super surprised at how many people like you know we started walking and then people just kept joining. It was just like you know a huge crowd, and when we saw the picture, like there was that many people there, yeah. like you know it was it was crazy. Um, so we're like, okay, yeah, so let's just keep this going. Um, and we found out there was um, protests happening in King of Prussia, um, so they would. Um, it was at Henderson Henderson DeKalb, so okay. pretty busy right near yeah. the mall. Yep. Um, and then they would shut it down every hour, so wow, they'd so go awesome. out. Um, so over there, you know, we saw you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Um, so sort of prepared us when we came here because those protests started dwindling out and we're like, okay, let's do the same, but just, we don't, we probably won't have enough people to shut it down. And if we do, who knows what's going to happen yeah. Um, yeah. over here. So we, you know, started um, protesting Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, 5 to 8 PM, um, pretty much every week and just sit on the sidewalks at the four corners. Um, we had, you know, a lot of support. We, 
support would mean people honking yeah. for us and stuff like that. And then, you know, the bad when people would come out. Um, someone tried to white explain what the Black Lives Matter movement is, and they called us anti-Semitic. They called us racist. Um, yeah, so that happened. And then actually later that it was all within the same night, actually. So oh it's a three hour period. This was a busy had, night. Yeah. <laughs> we had another guy. He came through in his car. He had a megaphone screaming oh. burn, loot, murder. Um, to stand for Black Lives Matter. Oh my God. And then I he, wish you could see my mouth open up in my ass. Yep. And then, you know, he did another lap. He did the same thing. And then he parked his car and got out at the other corner. So we maybe had like 20 people that night. So, you know, there wasn't that many of us. That's and then, effort to do that. Like, that's he, a lot of He's going yep. out of his way. Yep. So he parked his car. He got out and started counter protesting on the other corners, screaming burn loot, burn, loot, murder. There was actually people who agreed with him. Um, and then, you know, people would, like, flip him off if they disagreed. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. It was, he was probably, like, a 70-year-old man oh and God. decided to get out of his car and do that. Um, so at that point, we had to – we ended up calling the police not to, like, come, but, like, after the event. Be right. like, hey, like, we're having counter-protesters. Like, can you guys, you know, drive through a bit more often? Or, yeah. like – so they, they were nice and um, – you know, sort of did that, and then if they, uh, they actually, some cops would sit at the intersection just to make sure okay. nothing happened, so, so yeah, so it was, it was nice to make sure that we're safe, because we yeah. have no idea what exactly. is going on, we yeah. actually ended up posting, because we got video um, of those two men coming out, um, and actually some of our family members like, you guys should probably stop, like, well, they're, you like know. they're like, chill, like, they're, yeah. it's family friendly, it was yeah. like, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I joined really going to the protest until a little bit later, right. but it's literally like a family friending. There are little babies there. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. your younger siblings. Yeah. Yeah. There are people that drive by and they see it and they were like, can we, can we join? We want to show our, we want to show our kids that this is something you need to be a part of. Yeah. And, which awesome. is always so beautiful. And like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, there's these little kids and there, um, there was one instance where somebody was like, driving by um and there's this younger girl who always has a microphone kind of scared of her in the best kind of way <laughs> she's nine years Love old yes. in the best you know, way yeah. there's a, the nine-year-old like yeah. there's the um you know people say all the same things like and, but there's this one that people do when they yell out they're like get a job and he was going around the corner and he yelled, get a job. And she had the megaphone. She's like, I'm not. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I love this little girl. Yeah, yeah. Like she does, you know, would do the chants mm -hmm. and stuff. And like, if we, you know, we weren't loud enough. She's like, I can't hear you. She would go yeah. to people. She's like, honk your horns. And yeah. I was like, please just honk your horns. I was like, you know, I was ready. If anything, you know, popped off. I was like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Got my girl. Exactly. Yeah. No. You don't want to mess with her. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, no. the yelling and people yelling different things, at least like uh, when I joined later mm -hmm. on, um, having all the people that are yelling, you know, get get a job, like yeah. F you, flipping you off, all lives matter. Had a couple, your lives don't matter. I had, oh, it was yeah. my first, it was the first time I was there or the second time I was there. It was like later on and in it, it was like the last 15 minutes and like somebody was coming around the corner and it was like a van of like teenage kids and as they're going by they like look me right in my eye and just scream white power oh and then they pull into the Rita's right there yeah. and as I'm leaving my mom texts me is like hey can you stop at Rita's to pick something I was like nope, nope. I cannot <laughs> yeah. I cannot so um and then you know like you said like 
all lives matter. Your life doesn't matter. This last one, some guy was saying, he was like, all lives matter. And we were like, yeah, like your life matters too. It definitely, he goes, I have a black girlfriend and she doesn't say that. And, you know, there are other people that are like, sir, that, and then my petty self was like, sir, she's in a sunken place. She's like, she, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she's in a but, sunken yeah. place. We, I, I, similar thing, like, there was a um, black female who stopped her car. Well, she oh. was waiting. Yeah, she was yeah. waiting at the light, and she was like, all lives matter. Why are you out here? You know? And I'm like, okay, but, um, you know, cool. But do you think black people are oppressed in America? And she was like, yes. Okay. I'm like, all right, so that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> like a, B, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But she's like, but all lives matter. And we're yeah. like, yeah, we get it, but like, to what degree? Yeah. So that you know? actually leads to a great question. So I just see it a lot out there, and especially after George Floyd was murdered and the protest really became a big thing. Obviously, there were some um, non peaceful protests that went on, and I think that gave a little bit of a bad stigma to the peaceful protests. And I saw a lot of people saying like, what is the protesting doing? Like, what, what does that help? I would love to hear what you guys think about that. Um, I, one, I want to say is that there are protesters and then there are leaders. Yeah. They are not the same person. They are not the same thing. People that are there, they're taking advantage of the situation and they're taking advantage of a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. People that are going to steal things, are not there for the same reason that the protesters are there. That's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, even had the conversation with my with my parents, my mom, the yeah. wide the looting and everyone always hear the same thing. It's like, oh, like it's a shame that George Floyd died, but you know, but that looting is terrible. Yeah. And it's like it should always be reversed. Right. Like, yeah. it's, definitely, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely terrible that George like Floyd it's like it's an absolute terrible thing that George Floyd died. And it's like, oh yeah, and this looting. Like it's it's always, yeah. that's always first yeah. for some reason. But the, um, like, when people are saying, like, non-peaceful protests, like, there, there are people that are there peacefully, and there are people that are there to cause a ruckus, to make noise, to, you know, cause trouble. And so it just makes it look bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's historically what happens at a lot of peaceful protests. Yeah. Not all protests have always been peaceful, absolutely. But in this situation, in the Black Lives Matter movement, it is first and foremost protesting. Mm-hmm. And the protests are there because people want justice. They mm-hmm. want justice for these unnecessary murders, these ridiculous things that are happening. And there have been change and there has been things that come from these protests. And it's, you know, you got to make noise sometimes to make people pay attention. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even if the people are like, well, what do you do? What does this even do? And it's like, we're having this conversation, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. Having, we're talking about this. Yeah. So, so I want to get, that's a, a another like great leeway is into, let's go into like what Black Lives Matter is about. Because I think this is also a lot, especially with the whole All Lives Matter thing um, and like, you know, police brutality, everything like that. Um, I feel like a lot of it's a kind of a misunderstanding in people's mind about what Black Lives Matter truly means, mm-hmm. why the um, movement even started. Like, Black Lives Matter isn't new. This right. is like the first year that yeah. people are saying, you know, BLM. Right. So this is this started years, years ago. So, like, let's get into, like, what is Black Lives Matter? Why was it started? And, like, everything mm-hmm. like that. Because I think people need to know, like, what the true meeting is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Black Lives Matter, it was founded back in 2013 Mm -hmm. um, after the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer. Mm -hmm. Um, So the founders are actually, um, it was actually founded by three black women, um, Patrice Khan Cullers, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi. Um, So they started the Black Lives Matter Foundation, Inc., but um, have sort of said like they don't want it to be like you know an organization but more of like a movement right so that's how it's you know created you know it starts in all different places it's all around the world Mm -hmm. um but the movement is supposed to focus on police brutality um however it has expanded into you know more prevalent issues that affect black people in america like you know racism you know getting rid of white supremacy stuff like that and the empowerment of black communities Mm so um i think and what the resurgence this summer was super important and i also like to attribute it to the fact that you know we're we are in a pandemic (laughs) you know there's not much going on so you know there's a lot more time to pay attention and Mm -hmm. learn so i think that's how sort of um helped more people learn because i feel like in the past like i i actually wore a black lives matter shirt to miss acton it was the week before the 2016 election mm-hmm. and i was scared yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's, i think that's, that's awesome that you yeah did, like i uh, i mean that's also like, my own insecurity things that i had talked to you about previously yeah. Of, like, yeah. um but like i would be nervous of wearing it but my issue is i'd be nervous because being somebody who is mixed, a lot of the time it's you don't fit in anywhere, right? Like perfectly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time it's that you know you are not black enough, or you are not Puerto Rican enough, or you are not white enough, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it wasn't until, like I said, I went to college and and like you said, playing sports, right? Got some black friends. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, finally feeling comfortable being like yeah I like I, I am black like yeah. I mm-hmm. I'm yeah. black but I'm also this and I'm also that and that makes Which me cool, so cool right? and I, I personally wouldn't have worn it not thinking <laughs> because I'm scared but yeah. because I'd be like dang like I'm not black enough to wear this like kind yeah. of thing but yeah for sure I can't yeah. imagine yeah. what you wore it. <laughs> sorry yeah yeah so I mean I also I also wore it on Halloween just to sort of you know, be like, oh, okay, it could be a costume or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Being like, oh, she dressed up as a political activist or I don't know, something, yeah. like, something along those lines. I think it was but, foreshadowing all of this. Yeah, 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 really. Like, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so, I mean, I did that and, you know, we, at, at our school, you know, it's a pretty Trump area. Yes. So there Which was also... so devastating. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. really hit you until until this yeah and i just have to say and i know you know people don't like to get political but trump round two hits different i just have to say (laughs) yep five on if i've unfriended you in the past six months it is everything in personal (laughs) we just need to put that out there but sorry keep going no no, i mean that was pretty much it and then also you know uh, it was funny because i was actually accused of Stealing Trump signs from my, my neighbor. Oh my god, amazing! You know, they, but I didn't. <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah. For the record, and they have them up again for this round too. So I'm oh. like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's my neighbors. So um, yeah. So that's the other thing too. It's just like these are people that you live around. You know, yeah. these are you know people that you interact with. You're on a friendly basis, stuff like that. So doing the protest too. It's been interesting because we can see who's in the car unless they have yeah. a tent. But like we can mm-hmm. see you, and if you're not supporting us, we're like, oh, 
all right, noted. Then yeah. I'm my contact, just like right. very interested in that yeah. tree on the left mm-hmm. so I don't have to look to my right. Right, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the funny thing is, like, we've even had, like, one of our neighbors, he came through and flipped us off. And we're like, okay. We know you. Yes, we know <laughs> you. So Your bold. son is the same year as my brother. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're not strangers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been pretty eye-opening um you know because I I definitely know the people who support me like they you know have contacted me about like my video just like in general like what's happening like hey like are you good yeah um but you know just people who I've been like sort of like you know sort of you know true colors are coming out yeah um so and like and that's the thing is like black lives matter it was never about saying black lives are more important Mm -hmm. than other lives that's not at all and I think it's uh, I know that this clip has been going around, but I, Michael Che, one of my favorite comedians. Yes, and I think a lot of people probably seen this clip of him saying, like, black lives, like, all we're chanting for is black lives matter. Like, all, all we're saying is that we matter. Like, baseline matter. Yeah. Like, some of, like, we could be like, black lives are the best. She's like, but yeah. no. No one, people can't even agree that they matter. Yeah, and yeah like at that, the minimum. Can we just yeah. At minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we just matter. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, like, at least yeah. here. And right. it's, it's so true like it, it's it's just sad like mm-hmm. it's and it's why and I know when I come to the protest like obviously I'm I, I know racism is a thing like I'm not you know blind to that but it is eye-opening when you're there like and it's like to your face someone flipping you off in the car or like screaming like nasty yeah. things and I remember like leaving and being like damn like this like it isn't like this like is, I know it's real yeah. but it's 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 and real like, real that's like you're like no it's just, that's like movies, right? Yeah, like that's like, like movies or right. something. Or it's like, it's like not in our area. Like, right. everyone can, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, you kind of surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I don't, not friends with anyone who, who thinks any of that, who, mm-hmm. you know, is outwardly racist, anything. Like, I mean, we all, that's another thing, get into like biases and right. things like that, that you just like learn. But it's like, it's, it's eye-opening to see that like people in your community who really do think that way. And it's, yeah. it's like, it's really is like heart, it's heartbreaking. Um, well, I think that's what, so I didn't personally get a chance to go to any of the protests. I was like more so definitely quarantining and then also actually moving houses. So like my, yeah. like there was just a lot going on, but my work actually did an amazing, like I, we have a multicultural professionals uh, network at, it's almost wow. like a club for there's a bunch of them. There's a women one, mm-hmm. the multicultural LGBTQ. It's really cool. So yeah. I joined that and started going to a bunch of sessions that they had. And then actually they, our office of diversity and inclusion ended up making unconscious bias training mandatory for oh, every single awesome. employee. Awesome. And I didn't even realize what unconscious bias was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like it was so eye opening to me. And I remember coming back and talking about it with my family and like telling everybody about it. Cause I'm like, this is what a lot like, well, so let me pause there. I would love to hear what you guys think about unconscious bias. If you guys have like come across it or like what you think about it. I don't know, especially Asia, as you are in the working field, I'm sure you might've encountered it a bit more. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, where, at least where I am, I, you know, grew up there and, and, you know, been there for a while. So I know a lot of the people that are there. Um, but, uh, definitely have experienced situations that, uh, a lot of black people experience, whereas, you know, uh, even given a compliment sometimes is the way a compliment can be worded. And something that's always in the back of your head is, you know, did they say that 
because I actually did a good job or because I am right. a certain way or is it because I'm black that mm-hmm. they're shocked or something? Right. So, um, you know, one kind of unconscious bias is for me, like physically, it would be like my hair. Like mm-hmm. I said, my hair is very important to me. And, you know, I, you know, a year ago or something, I used to have hair all the way down to so like down my back. Mm-hmm. I cut it, you know, chopped it, made it really short. And I would straighten it, and it had that, like, blunt, angled bob, right. and I felt like, wow. Professional. And, you know, I, I loved it, and I, I, you know, remember I had to go to a, a golf event. It was, like, a for some other, you know, a partner that we had or something, and I didn't know that I was going to be going to it. Um, and, you know, my boss at the time was like, yeah, come, why not? It'll be fun. It'll be great. And the first thing that came in my mind, because at the time I didn't straighten my hair that day, was that I'm like, oh, I'm going into a golf club. I should have straightened my hair. Mm-hmm. And I, walking into the place, my immediate thought is that people are looking at me, um, and it's because my hair is very big. And it was. It was humid, and it was out, and it was like, you know, whatever. Right. Sometimes, like, you know, I would have friends, or even my mom sometimes just like, well, are they not looking at you because? Yeah. In that right. situation, 
it very much might have been. Right. But, um, you know. That's the stream of consciousness a lot of women and men of color have, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's just that, you know, thing in the back of your head. And, you know, I no longer did that thing. I got a lot of great things out of it. I I got an amazing mentor that I have, which she's amazing. Um, But, yeah, so you you always have that and in the back of your head. I also have my own unconscious bias being a woman as well. Right. And, yeah. You know, being a woman that talks to people who have a decent amount of money mm-hmm. and, you know, at the same time kind of use that unconscious bias to my advantage, if that right. makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. But also not, doesn't sound great when <laughs> yeah. you're saying it, but I mean, yeah, so I, I have that for yeah, me right. or against me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, the one thing that, the one story that comes to mind for me, um, this past semester, I just, I studied abroad in Australia. Um, so that Very was, jealous. yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I was there for six weeks. Um, but the main thing that struck me was, um, so diversity wise, like it was like, it was, I was in Sydney, Australia. So they advertised that, Oh, multicultural, like, you know, lots of different people, um, I show up there and I'm like, okay, there's no one here that looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I frequently found myself, like people just staring at me wherever I went. I, we had to take the uh, Metro to get to our class. Um, I was stared at the entire five, 10 minute ride yeah. um, and, or wherever I was walking to. And then I would be going to my friend, she's Latina and she's like, Shadi, why is this people just looking at you? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just me, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, it's cause you're beautiful. Yeah, right, exactly. So I like ended up bringing it up in my class. So we had like Australian professors. Um, and so um, my professor, he was from Egypt and he was like, oh, we're from the same continent. That doesn't happen to me. You know, why are, maybe it's just because you're a girl and you're, you know, beautiful or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but you're like Egyptian. Like, yeah, you're not, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not the same yeah. skin color, you yeah. know, and you're also a man. So like, so that entire, like, it was a six weeks course, whatever, but that entire experience was just, like him invalidating my experience as a black right. woman. Yeah. Um, so it ended up getting to the point where, he, so he was also Muslim and he's like, you know, I said something like a stereotype about black people. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. Um, Muslims have it way worse than black people. Oh, and I just, I just went silent. I'm like, okay. And then luckily there was another, someone else in my class was just like, Hey, um, you should probably apologize to Shade for saying that. Um, and he just went off this entire defensive rant. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Or like, please forgive me. And, um, luckily my friend who's Latina, she, you know, we were like, okay, let's just go. Yeah. Um, and I never returned to that class. I was like four out of, uh, it was the fourth week. I'm like, I'm not going back there. Right, like yeah. it's just way too much. Um, and I reported him. And they're like, oh, no, you just took it the wrong way. It was a misunderstanding. Um, and they just didn't believe me until the rest of the people in my class came forward. And wow. then they believed. Oh, I just had chills that they came forward for you. I know. I was, I, yeah, I was so thankful that people, yeah. like, acknowledged that, you yeah. know, what he did was wrong. Like, that was probably the, like, there's so many different situations that I've been through where I was just, like, just me. Right. You know, and I, like, did I have the confidence to speak up? No, like, I'm a pretty introverted person. Yeah, so, right. like, you know, me just, 
um, and also just like where I'm from, you know, right. I've always, be, I've sort of become accustomed to, you, you know, want to rock the boat. Exactly. 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 Make anyone uncomfortable. Exactly. And I was the only yeah. black person in that class. So I didn't want to be like, you know, well, you, that, know, you know, yeah. yeah like yeah. this, thank you guys both for sharing that. I feel yeah. like this is one of the reasons I find the black lives matter movement so powerful is because I think a lot of people and I see it in defense and I'm being very general. Um, but they'll say like, Oh, well we didn't know racism even still existed or it's so much better than it used to be. But now people are learning about unconscious bias and microaggressions and all these different things that they're like, wow, I didn't even realize I was being a racist or having that bias or, um, you know, not surrounding myself with enough different people yeah. and being diverse in my certain community. Right. Um, and I, I love that because I think it's finally started. People are getting awake and yeah, like right. they're mm-hmm. finally starting to get it. Yeah, right. And it's like with, especially with the whole, you know, George Floyd, I think it was a big thing of like looking at yourself. Like mm-hmm. you need to like address your own biases. And that was something like even for me, like Lauren said, like you really have to look at your life and see like where where could I potentially be making these mistakes? And I think it is really eye-opening when you look in at yourself, even as someone where I, I, I don't think I'm a racist person. I do love anyone. I don't, I try not to judge anyone on anything. And, but even I had my own biases, especially going to school in an area that was you know, also very, very Trumpy. And like, I have some friends. <laughs> An adjective yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, I have some friends who definitely have a lot of biases. And hearing them, you know, use some words and say some awful things and not standing up for it. And that was another thing that I look at myself and be like, no, like you need to, even if you're the only one out of the group of 10 white people to say, maybe you shouldn't say that, that makes me feel uncomfortable. You need to do that. Yeah. And so that was even like another thing looking at myself that I was like, no, like that's, something you needed to address in your life too. So I think it has been great because it really has forced people to like look in at themselves, like educate themselves on things, read articles, read books, learn more about, you know, racism in America. And so, yeah, like Lauren said, I think that why it is so powerful because it's forcing people like look in at themselves and like learn. Okay. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that it, is a form of unconscious bias, like Mm -hmm. how you went through all of that, but it also could be microaggression. So again, there's so many terms like out there. Do you guys mind defining those or just clearing them up? So we already kind of talked about unconscious bias, but I think some of those could have been also microaggressions. Mm -hmm. I would just say, I think honestly, what I was saying were more microaggressions, (laughs) but then Shade, you were kind of Maybe yeah. what you were saying before, or what you said to me before, <laughs> um, was that, you know, unconscious bias can lead into those microaggressions. Mm-hmm. So, like, the things that I explained were microaggressions, mm-hmm. but uh, which come from the unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if yeah. you... Um, I mean, I guess to expand a little, um, I mean, unconscious bias just, like, you know, we all, humans, we're very judgmental. Like, <laughs> that's just, like, within our nature. Like, yeah. we can't... But it's a matter of like, oh, okay, I did, or like recognizing, recognizing that we do have those biases and, you know, making sure that we don't use them to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I feel like um, if we can, you know, first like stop the unconscious bias, then maybe we won't have as many like microaggressions. And then also being open if people do come forward Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, that, um, what you kind of said, I understand it may have been positive, but, um, or you weren't, you didn't have bad intentions, but Mm -hmm. here's what it sounded like to me, Mm -hmm. you know? One of the, um, like, 
the unconscious bias or whatever, which is just like stereotypes and mm-hmm. things like that that are automatic, you know, ingrained, you know, you don't even know what's happening is uh, could be going into even like the colorism thing is talking mm-hmm. about light skin versus dark skin right mm-hmm. and those things and those stereotypes of i had a friend in, in college who black girl lighter skins you know she's actually a lawyer now she's graduate but okay. um, she would say you know oh like you can't have two light skins in a relationship it's too emotional mm-hmm. she was also it, okay it's being used, but it's like as a joking manner, and right. we're actually talking about specific people where these characteristics describe that person, right? And then their skin color just happened to align with that. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that is it's supposed to be a general thing, the people we're talking about, but yeah, she would say, can't have two lights in the same relationship, too much emotion, too much, mm-hmm. too much ego, too mm-hmm. much, can't have two dark skin people in a relationship, too angry, too, too much, mm-hmm. too much. And I, have always absolutely hated the separation of any within any race and that's not just even in black culture that's in latino latino culture that's in asian native american indian like everything and i i just can't stand i i had explained earlier how when you're saying for the black lives matter church school and i was like oh i feel like i wasn't black enough even in college myself like i didn't I never went into the Black Student Union because I felt like I wasn't Black enough because I had had experiences being a lighter-skinned woman that, and it can also, like, be in my head, but that it's, like, you walk into a room of these beautiful mahogany goddesses whose hair is just (laughs) glowing and amazing, and I just had a feeling that I was, you know, excluded and kind right. of pushed aside and that it's like, I thought I was better than somebody. And right. I was like, go oh, on trash. I don't know what you <laughs> think. <laughs> like, I was like, I, but you know, like those unconscious biases of those stereotypes mm-hmm. of being like, Oh, me even having it like, Oh, they're not going to like me because of my, the shade of my skin. Right. Or, you know, or that person thinks they're so much better than me or, you know, that person. And, and even, you know, with, black black men and black women in you know um heterosexual relationships some people would, would say um a documentary i i watched two of them called dark girls mm-hmm. and one called light girls talked about the colorism and separation and there was this stigma or this saying that it's like well lighter skinned women are the trophy girlfriends or they're this and that but you need to marry a dark skinned girl because she'll always hold it down for you mm-hmm. and and it's completely unfair for yeah. both shades of women. Absolutely right, not. Right, like yeah. it's it's just like those stereotypes and people associating them to being absolutely true. They're right. like, well, yeah, that tracks off. Like that that tracks. And right. it's like, no, you don't know anything about me. You yeah. don't know anything about her. You don't know anything about him. You don't know like you don't know anything about us. And you're judging us based off the color of our skin, which is what we are fighting exactly. for right now. Right. So that makes absolutely no sense. That, that yeah. it's counterproductive. Yeah. So uh, that's like, even I know my, my best friend Morgan, she, her boyfriend is black and he even, you know, we have a lot of conversations like these and, you know, he talks about like, you know, him growing up within, because he's very, very dark skin. And he even with like um, the hair thing, he even would always talk about like, you know, like how some people have like good waves and other people have like bad waves and stuff like that. And it is, it's um, a thing, obviously things I know nothing about. And him explaining it to me and I'm like, wait, really? Like with even within the community, 
like there are those like uh what what's the term those um, biases or yeah those yeah, stereotypes like, like this yeah. sort of like yeah. discrimination in the, yeah, exactly the, yeah. discrimination and it's it's mm-hmm. it's it is really crazy to like yeah. hear all about that um i lost my train of thought <laughs> yeah no because i mean similar similarly with me um i think colorism especially with like darker skin yeah. like i'm i'm not the dark, like i have i have a friend she's south sudanese and and their like culture it's it's beautiful to be darker right you know mm-hmm. so they're um so that's kind of how they do things but um like for me i think with hair as well um like when you see the preferential treatment going towards lighter skinned women and you know right. usually yeah. they may have you know straighter looser curls like i have 4c and that's the kinkiest mm-hmm. it gets like my hair is very so i don't yeah. know what is the, i don't have no idea so, what that is yeah so 4c it's like very very tight curls okay like, so is is this like a scale, scale? yeah if you have a picture oh. yeah so there's a scale. it's like have a book. <laughs> it's okay. like from two to four i believe so like i think it i think one is just like pin straight right and mm-hmm. then as you go on, um, like four oh, is like the tightest, like um, tightest coil in Asia. Like, oh, maybe. okay. So it and it's yeah. not just black people in general. Right. They're right. white, Latina, That's for any type of curls, curly yes. hair, and this is the spectrum. It's showing yeah. you what those are and what your curl pattern is. Yeah. And oh. then, you know, you can go from there, and then it's like, oh, these products will be best for you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And there's, yeah. you know, and, you know, I absolutely, and I will always say, and I've said it on my social media page and stuff, like, I absolutely acknowledge the privileges that I have as a lighter skin right. woman, as a mixed woman, because the fact that I am mixed is also fetishized. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. oh, well, you're, there's that, oh, you're so pretty. Are you mixed? Right. And it's just like, that's, that doesn't that shouldn't have anything to do yeah. with whether or not somebody is beautiful. Right. Has well, I like how you said it. this very early on in this conversation today, you said like, you know, I am more than that. You're like, right. I'm also a field hockey player. I'm also mm-hmm. like when you're in college, you're identifying yourself. And I think that's what a lot of people forget, mm-hmm. but that they also have to acknowledge. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, they need to find that balance to be able to understand that we're, different we're different looking we have different struggles we have different challenges but you can't pit them against each other and Mm -hmm. you can't really compare them either I mean just like your teacher and your struggles like they're different right doesn't invalidate but it's just like they're different exactly (laughs) right yeah Yeah. um I just finished reading how to be an anti-racist um we actually um my mom and I created a task force and now we have a book club through mm-hmm. that so your family is just yeah. like very yeah. wow so, like, the sweetest people ever your dad like bringing for the protest your dad like by the way i brought for three sons today like, like, thanks so much Sean, love you. Love you. Yeah. yeah so i mean i guess after the video you know we started doing more but right. um after reading how to be an anti-race it's like the biggest takeaway i took from the book was um that we just have to see each other as individuals. Right. I think we do, like like I said before, we're very judgmental. It's very easy for us to group each other together and make create generalizations, but generalizations are harmful yeah, because, yeah. you know, every, like, you know, a lot of people like to say black people are not, we're a monolith. Like I know um, black people that, you know, don't support Black Lives Matter. Like my grandmother, she's a hardcore Trump supporter and she yeah, immigrated from Liberia. Know. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, and you know, we're putting on these protests and she's like, y'all shouldn't be doing that. But, <laughs> you know, like every person is an individual. Everyone has different thoughts, ideas, you know, 
um, like we're all very unique and that's mm-hmm. what makes the world go round. Yeah. So um, I think a big thing here is just, you know, recognizing that like, you know, we're all learning and, yeah. you know, uh, so I think that's sort of how we can progress the movement forward is, or any movement at that, um, but just making sure like we're looking at the person, right. you know, and not the stuff that they can't control about themselves. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that kind of leads us into another one of our big questions is about allyship and you know how we can be better allies how we can educate ourselves more um and make sure that we're actively being anti-racist as you said not just you know not being racist but anti-racist and i think that's you know i think been a huge thing especially posting on social media and stuff like that um and i think i I would hope a lot of people have tried to do their own research and you know read things look into yourself like I said but what are like more ways or that you think um you would see like in a good ally um something like that yeah like what are you telling your friends what are you guys advocating for well I I my experience when this first started um was the I had a friend who reached out to me she's actually lives on the completely other side of the country but Mm -hmm. we all Live together. Shout out to KP. Love you. <laughs> oh, Caitlin! Yeah. I got a number. Another. <laughs> she's probably also at your thirteenth birthday party. Oh, <laughs> she has the mixed conversations too. come full circle. <laughs> um, but I, I just remember this all going on and, and not really understanding how to feel about it. And she actually reached out to me and sent me this beautiful text message that was like, "Hey, like everything that's going on, I just wanted to check on you, and I just want to tell you that I love you and I'm here for you and I support you." And I'm so sorry if you've ever felt not safe with us. And we have like a group of friends who've all been together since high school. We're all over the country. But um, she's like, I, I like, I love you. We all love you. I, we need to be talking about this more. And I'm so sorry that we have not. Mm-hmm. And and she said so much more that I, you know, I started crying. I it was one of those things that I didn't realize I needed to hear until she said it. Right. Mm-hmm. And after that. You know, I called her. I was like, "Why are you making me cry?" But, <laughs> but you know, after that, I kind of was like, "You know what? I need to hold my friends more accountable, and, yeah. and I want to have these people around me." And you know, she actually made a, a group text. Or well, in our group text, you know, and made the initiative was like, "Hey guys, like, I think we need to talk about this a lot more." And you know, this is what I've been doing right now. I've been donating to X, Y, and Z organization. Here's yeah. the link. I've been, you know, I ordered these books. I actually have already read this book. Then I had another friend come in, Charlotte Casita, mm-hmm. coming in and being like, yeah, actually, like, I read this book in college, it changed my life, and mm-hmm. I love this. And another friend who's actually sending me a lawyer, and she's like, uh, sends a whole, like, two-page thing of books, like, of her reading, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's actually really interesting, da 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 yeah. Another friend was traveling and was like, I'm trying to support Black-owned businesses, and, you know, I feel like my, the friends that I have feel so, so lucky to have them, mm-hmm. because they honestly showed me what I, what I wanted right. and what I needed mm-hmm. and gave me, you know, had helped me raise the bar to what I, I don't want to say expected from my friends. You're not going to settle for I, anything Right. Like I didn't yeah. expect any of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much I needed it until I had it. Right. And I use that as my measurement for friends from there forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of friends that I knew would be supportive, but went above beyond mm-hmm. and to me, an ally is somebody who listens. Mm-hmm. They hear your experience. They're not afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I'm done talking about it, they're like, okay, cool. Did you watch Summer House last night? It was right. And I was like, absolutely. And yeah. then, you know, they, 
they're there to be there and support you, but then also make space for you and then hand you the microphone. Right. And like, that's to me, what a great allyship. And I feel very lucky that I have that around yeah. me. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I love your friends. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because yeah, I totally agree. Like after, High school, you know, it was a big bubble. I sort of, like, floated through friends, never, like, sort of solidified yeah. um, relationships. But then I came, I got to college, and, you know, my roommate, she, we, like, we met at Pitt, but she actually lives, like, 20 minutes on the road. Oh, and okay. so she's been coming out to our protest this entire summer. Like, at the beginning, she couldn't because she had to work, but then she made the time for it. She, like, you know, showed up with snacks, and, like, she made her own posters, and, like, yeah. literally, like, incredible and you know i do the same for her because she's asian american and you know recently you know with coronavirus yeah. like she's a server and had an incident where someone um oh was scared God. of her because of, they thought that she had the chinese virus and, so, so and proceeded <laughs> they also proceeded not to tip her at all Are you with, with over a 100 dollars check <gasps> wow. yeah so you know i was like okay nope that's terrible i hope so she reported them um because it was a country club but um, I sent her the tip that she deserved, Aww, you know, so like literally, you know, it goes both ways, you know, um, I, I surround myself with a lot of, you know, people of different ethnic backgrounds yeah. and, you know, um, people of color, you know, have very, have a tough time in the United States, you know, mm -hmm. so being informed about other issues as well is important because, you know, a lot of people are doing, people are doing a lot right now, um, mm -hmm. for us and yeah. I, you know, greatly appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I think uh, allyship is great and i'm glad that people are you know oh sorry my phone's buzzing <laughs> um but uh yeah and i liked what you said like the stand back and give the microphone because that's right. been a big thing here um being a black organizer in a predominantly white community um we've had people tell us that we should protest this way and that way or here use the american flag to counter the you know um other people and we're like why why do we have to like yeah. we're american like yeah. you know i feel we're like you also too. were like sometimes reeling people in like right you know it's like super excited to be an ally and then it's yeah. like sometimes it can be you know detrimental to what we're actually right. trying to do because we're so passionate yeah but like right. you gotta like you got to reel it in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's important not to center yourself within that issue right. because it would be like one thing, you know, as a black woman to show up to, you know, maybe a protest uh, that Native Americans are putting on and be like, oh my gosh, my issues are so important. Oh my gosh, I want to do this and this and this for you, but like not listening to what they have to say, you right. know? So like amplifying the voices of those that are commonly unheard within right. their fight. So um, I think that's also important. So yeah, yeah. giving the microphone to those. Yeah. And that seems, and I, I like, I feel like, you know, allyship obviously is a, a big topic, which is awesome. And the one thing that bugs me and not that I am the best ally ever. And like, I obviously we're all still trying to learn, still trying to get better. But the one thing I also wanted to bring up is about performative allyship, because this has been like another thing that has been going around on social media. And I feel like it's something that has um, irritated me about, because, you know, you see people post on social media things yeah. but then you know them in their everyday life and I think it's um something to be spoken about because it's not a trend and right. that's what I think is important is to point out that this isn't a trend this isn't gonna you know it's the end of summer so Black Lives Matter is over this right. is all like this is not that's not the point of this we want it to move forward so kind of touching on you know 
performative allyship and have like have you uh, like seen it on your oh. end and oh, yeah. you know your thoughts <laughs> I know it bugs me <laughs> and I yeah. can only imagine what yeah. you guys are feeling. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll touch on two points. So okay. a couple days ago, we had our summer finale. Mm-hmm. Um, so we beautiful, used, by the way. That yeah, was a beautiful experience. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the videos but, and it looked awesome. Yeah, it was incredible because you know, acting in pressure, we would we would have enough people to shut down, but right. here we didn't. And you know, on Sunday we actually had a turnout of two hundred people for our wow. last one of the summer. So you know, it was a finale in the sense that my brother and I were going back to college. My brother actually left today oh, for college. Man. He they like flew there. Arizona. Wow. Yeah. And then I leave on Monday. So it was in the finale of that sense that we're, you know, not going to be here to organize, but like, this is just the beginning, right. you know, in our community. But anyway, so we um, share that on our social media. Someone decided to take that, um, X out our, our um, handles and then say, oh my gosh, like, this is so stupid. I'm so glad this was a fad. This is the weakest finale of any movement I've ever seen. Um, and luckily someone sent it to us. And I, we... I screenshot all your <laughs> 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 it's right here. Yeah, so someone sent it to us and we were like, oh, hey. And we like found his Instagram and everything. We're like, oh, hey, um, so-and-so. I uh, love this... you for calling him. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, so then he was like, yeah, you just put my name out there. Why are you yeah and then on the other hand um with social media that's been a big thing you know since we're not able to interact with people as often you know it's great that people are using it as a tool for activism um but then there's the other thing of how performative are you being you know um so there's uh you know there was the black box trend and then now you know some people are having some people are a little hesitant about posting like Black Lives Matter. Like um, my brother's friend, he was like, yeah, no, I support you guys. You know, I have a lot of black friends. I support you. But then he'll be posting stuff about Trump. On the other hand, you were like, okay, so like where where does it make sense? And also what's the problem with you just posting it? Yeah. You know, like it's a simple click of a button. If I'm your um, friend, yeah, right. yeah. also you don't have to have black friends to give a no, crap about no, that. No, no, absolutely. Like, I, I have a girlfriend. You know, yeah. so like I'm for all women. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> not exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Not, yeah. not how that goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also just staying consistent with that. So if you are gonna post and you know do the activism, but like, what are you doing in person? Yeah. You know, like, are you still holding yourself accountable in that sense? You know, or also another thing is you know now with COVID happening, um, parties. So if you're going to post, you know, supporting black lives, black lives are also disproportionately affected by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have a party, you know, um, without masks and, you know, being irresponsible in that sense, like, do you actually support the movement? Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. I I mean, you know, there's things with parties or whatever, whatever you want to do, but also um, just the fact that, you know, we're we're in a health crisis right now so um yeah that's even the thing too i've talked with my friends about this is like um black people are disproportionately more affected by covid Mm -hmm. but also when you look at all the non-essential workers Mm -hmm. and who kept america running during this crisis uh disproportionately it was black people who were out Mm -hmm. there working and you know Mm -hmm. keeping businesses open and making sure we got food and things like that so it's like they're essential workers to, mm-hmm. you know, work in this um, crisis, but then you can't say that they matter. 
Right. And that just like another thing that yeah. I just I Yeah, people were so mind. much more comfortable saying that essential workers matter. I right. saw tons of signs yeah, exactly. on that their laws. But then no black lives matter signs. Like I'm right. like, Do you see a problem? Because yeah. that all lives matter thing is like it's like so if you think that all it's like if all lives matter to you, then exactly. black lives shouldn't trigger you. Exactly. And right. and like I actually saw a sign that I was gonna make and I didn't. But it had in like quotes, it was like all lives matter. And then it was that scene in Mean Girls when she's like, Oh, so you agree, you think you're pretty? <laughs> <laughs> so you agree, black lives matter. Yeah, I love that. It's so true though. And it's like that's the thing, and like you were saying about how um, you know, he says he supports you but then won't mm-hmm. post and you know, what are you actively doing in your life? And I totally agree. It, I think it is more important to what are you actively doing in your life that's mm-hmm. helping the movement. But for me personally, and I know this is, you know, everyone has their opinions about this. I, I don't understand the harm in posting on it on social media. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I don't personally, I, I understand what people are saying. You should be actively doing your life, but I feel like social media posts, it's a thing of like getting the word out to other mm-hmm. people, making sure at least someone in your following Mm -hmm. you may be the only person in your following that thinks that and if you're posting it and like just putting that in other people's heads i think that you know can start the conversation it's good so it's just like that's been a whole kind of a Mm -hmm. huge thing with this whole movement and everything too that balance yeah Yeah. exactly Mm -hmm. and i also just have to say if you agree with everything we're talking about and you know you want to be an ally i think not to get too political, but like if you're gonna be an ally, I think one of the best ways too is to vote. Absolutely you need to vote. If you have any opinions on the matter, you yep. you know, support, mm-hmm. then the worst thing you can do is to not vote come yeah. this November. So I think that's like a huge thing too to put in there just because you know. Yeah. Well a lot of people also associate it like with Black Lives Matter, I had like somebody said to me, like, oh, I don't really like talking about politics. And my response is, racism, racism is not politics. Right. Like, that's the issue. If you think that racism is politics, then that's an issue. Yeah. Right? And racism is an issue. And yeah. know, at the protest, we have some people who drop drive by and scream Trump 2020. And our response is like, interesting. We're talking about Trump 2020. And we're like, so are you saying that he doesn't? I mean, he has already like basically said it's like a antifa and like right. all that other stuff right. yeah but i mean that's like again another like we can go down a rabbit hole it's like like why you know the fear of posting it yeah. that some yeah. people especially social media and they're like oh well it, you know i don't want to get too political exactly. on there mm-hmm. and then my response to that all the time is that race has nothing that it isn't politics it's not politics yeah politics are associated with race and there's Mm -hmm. everything like that but it's racist not politics you can elect someone who isn't racist which is a Mm -hmm. smart idea (laughs) um but it's not exactly racism isn't politics it's humanitarianism it's yeah being a normal fucking human um (laughs) so yeah um so i guess the last really question is um you know, what would you recommend for people who do want to educate themselves, who want to be a better ally, like books, podcasts, websites, where to donate? Because um, obviously Black Lives Matter. Um, but if there's like an, a, a place to donate for like Black women, like if there's yeah. any. Or if you guys have specific favorites that you yeah. have found to really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a couple of books. Um, obviously, I really liked How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a couple of other books, like Stamped, and then there's also a kid's version of that as well. Um, there's Let's Talk About Race, The Vanishing Half, 
um, and just also black authors in general, um, yeah. you know, yeah. it doesn't have to just be about how not to be racist. Right. Um, and then podcast wise, I know there's intersectionality matters. Um, that's a really good one. Um, or if you just look for black, black podcast, mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess, what are you guys called? Like people, podcast people? Or yeah. Podcast 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 podcast. Yeah. Are you influencers? Right. No, well, not yet. I cannot confuse the two. <laughs> um, then for websites, teaching tolerance is a good one. Um, I mean, mostly it's resources for like high school and, you know, schools, but also like if you just want to refer yourself or, right, yeah. or how to talk to other people about the subject. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, donation wise, um, local is always better. I think. Okay. Um, I, I know, like a lot of people want to donate, or a lot of like you know bigger businesses they donate to Black Lives Matter Foundation. Like I think that's great in the sense. However, that foundation is sort of I don't know. Me personally, I think that it's sort of getting away from okay. um, you know local I, movements because mm -hmm. not everyone yeah. is affiliated. Like Eagleville protests, we were not affiliated. Like you know, mm -hmm. the owners have no idea who Shadai and Ty Darby are. Right. You know, <laughs> so um, I think local organizations. I know there's um, one called the Okra Project. Um, I know a lot of like the Bucket Bail Funds. Um, there's the, the well, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not. I mean, close. And right. We live outside of. Philly, I know. Right? Yeah. But still, <laughs> like thirty the, minutes outside the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Philly Community Bail Fund okay. donated to them, and like you said, Black Lives Matter. But like, there's also Black Lives Matter Philly. You know, mm -hmm. closer. Um, there's a. Right now, I I have a friend's younger sister. She actually um goes to Harvard. Oh. Um, and she's on the field hockey team there, and they actually do um. They are raising funds for the Black Women in Sports Foundation. Oh, that's um, So she, you know, I put it up, you know, I've, I've posted about it. Um, but it's, if you go to Harvard Field Hockey's Instagram, mm -hmm. they actually are doing, you know, raising funds for it. So you okay, can donate cool. to that. Being yeah. a Black girl in a predominantly white sport of yeah. field hockey mm -hmm. my entire life. Trust. That's, yeah. that's important. Yeah, I wish absolutely. I knew that there was something like this or, mm -hmm. you know, that people actually... Scared. pointed out and was yeah. like wait a minute you are the only black girl always yeah. So, yeah you know something like that um and like i said you know black lives matter philly and um there's also the uh legal defense fund um that i donated to um uh, but uh you know podcast books i am so obsessed with podcasts and so obsessed mm -hmm. with books and i have a, always like Small doses of Amanda Seals. Yep. Absolutely love okay. her. Yep. Um, she's like super powerful, super, you know, I always, I don't always 100% agree with some of the stuff because she is so passionate about mm -hmm. stuff. Right. And she's like 100% one direction. Okay. And then like, that's where she's going. I'm more, you know, I, I have different points, but I love listening to her. I listen to her all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, the Secret Lives of Black Women podcast. Um, there's, the book how to be anti-racist mm -hmm. um i just have this book here that i showed you the picture right, yeah talking yeah. about appro cultural appropriation um the tangled history of black hair culture twisted okay. all that and then you know there's also like the things to watch i don't know if you guys ever watch uh, dear white people on netflix yes amazing so i actually haven't seen that it's, it's very, really very good, good yeah. it's, it's a good thing you know to watch um you know the if you're even just to support, yeah. like, because a lot of thing with allyship is, is the supporting, you know, black owned businesses, black 
you know, artists, black actors, black this, you know, all that. Um, on Netflix, if you're looking for like a funny show, The Astronomy Club, it's a completely like black cast of them just doing skits and stuff <laughs> like that. Like it's really funny. Um, uh, and yeah, and you know, the the people to follow: Tracy Ellis Ross, amazing, yeah. Amanda <laughs> Seals, uh, Jamila Jamil. Um, okay. She, she's um. Um, um, uh, good food. Yeah, yeah, good, good place. Place. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. I love her. Yes. Okay, okay. Amazing. Um, Yara Shahidi, Jackie Ina, if you like uh, yes. makeup and YouTube, she's, she's, she's queen. a queen. <laughs> yes. and, and, like, palette. Jackie Ina, um, and like my personally, I don't know, with uh, Elaine Malteroff, she mm. was the first um, black uh editor in chief of Teen Vogue. Oh, cool. um, I love and, that. Yeah, and she actually has a book called More Than Enough, which I read, cried. Aww. She has um, you know, white father, black mother, you know, her experiences and stuff like that. And she's very powerful. Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. Queen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Queen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean like I, I obviously can go on forever. Yeah, like yeah. I always have all of those people, but a lot of supporting artists, supporting businesses, and not just doing it one time and then right. like not doing yeah, it again. Right. Like at least if you're not going to do it again, just if for that specific product, that specific place, thinking about, you know, oh, let's go out to eat tonight. Where do you want to go? I want somewhere new. Okay, well, let's have that in the back of your mind. Like let's look for the nearest like black owned right. restaurant to go to. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah. But. Well, I, I love that. That's a healthy mm-hmm. list. And I feel like we, I was trying to write them down, but will we go back and listen? We'll put this for everybody. And we actually, we're very excited. Actually, this season, we're going to start selling stickers. Yeah. And so for Hi. this episode, we're selling um, stickers. It's like, we've posted on our Instagram before, but it's like of, um, women of like all race so mm-hmm. all the proceeds we get from the stickers are going to the 100% oh, I love this. I saw this oh. yeah <laughs> and this I literally so screenshot cute. it really? yeah. so those are oh, for you so we're, yeah. we're giving you yeah. so um yeah, we're gonna be awesome. selling these stickers so um all the proceeds 100% are going to go to um probably one of the organizations yeah. you just talked about um which is really great we're really excited to do that and this will be our first sticker we're selling which is super yeah. super, super oh cool yeah. um so if you guys like this episode want to support do your part um you can go buy our stickers yeah um so yeah i feel like that was a great conversation yeah this is so good i feel like yeah. i'm a high i feel like i can keep talking <laughs> yeah that will be literally three hours long but <laughs> i know we're so. just so grateful that you guys took the time to come today to talk with us to really open up and share like you guys are so vulnerable yeah. and i just can't thank you guys enough i mean this is one of my favorite episodes yeah. i think that we've done <laughs> probably one of the most important too for yeah sure. Yeah, so, this yeah, this is, awesome. is, this is the giving, you know, this is allyship, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm sure Shadi will also agree, like, we're not experts at being Black. We're right. not experts yeah. at, you know, <laughs> we don't speak for the Black community, right. or, like, really. Yeah. But you guys having, you know, know us, whether it's forever or yeah. recently, you know, physically having the microphone and then handing it to us is mm-hmm. the absolute definition of what allyship should be. And mm-hmm. listening and learning and, you know, asking questions. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Well, thank you. Hopefully, thank you guys. All of the yeah. listeners, this will enjoy know, it as much fire. Yeah. Enjoy it, but also inspire you to continue this conversation with people in your own life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's yeah. That's we can't everything. wait to continue this conversation mm-hmm. and to continue to bring on guests that 
are as open, transparent, and vulnerable as you guys. And um, we are just so excited for all of our listeners to hopefully have the same feeling I have right now mm-hmm. as we listen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. We'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only. To stay up to date on our latest content and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, Girl Vibes Only.